This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, John Roseman. The show is called Because I Said So. It's all about what we in America today call parenting. I am a uh, renegade outlier contrarian psychologist who really doesn't believe in psychology. The author of about 20 books on raising children and family issues. The author of a weekly syndicated column that appears in about 250 newspapers around the country. And if you don't get the column in your local newspaper, you can just go to my website, johnrosemond.com, and you can read it weekly there online. I also travel the country about nine, ten months a year in the guise of public speaker. And this next weekend, I will be, and I believe that's November the 5th, 6th, and 7th, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday prior to Election Day. I'll be at Old Bridge Calvary Church in Old Bridge, New Jersey. And I'll be doing the sermon on uh, Saturday night at the Saturday evening service. I'll be doing two sermons based on Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 4 on uh, Sunday morning. And I'll be doing a three-hour seminar on parenting with love and leadership on Sunday afternoon. And then on Monday in the morning, I'll be doing a talk called You're More Than Just a Mom. And on Monday evening, I'll be doing a talk on teenagers. Once again, that's November the 5th, 6th, and 7th, Old Bridge, Calvary Church, Old Bridge, New Jersey. And I'm really looking forward to that. The following weekend, by the way, on Sunday and Monday, I will be in Aspen, Colorado, at Crossroads Church in Aspen, and my wife will accompany me on that trip, and we are both looking forward to that. I, you know, I look forward to all of my trips, but Aspen, Colorado in uh, the fall, that's got to be a high-valued, for lack of a better term, destination. So I have spoken on the issue of discipline many, many times on this program. And, you know, for the one reason being that that is what people more often than not want me to talk about. I'm going to tease next week's show a couple of times through this program because next week's show is all about this election. And I've got some uh, blockbuster information that uh, concerning this election and concerning an issue in this election that is germane to this election that no one, and I mean no one in this country, is talking about. I am the only person who is raising this issue, and it is probably one of the top 10 most important issues of this election. And once again, no one is talking about it. And someone needs to be talking about it. And so the appointed person in this situation is going to be John Rosemond, yours truly. There is an issue concerning this election that ought to be, in my estimation, the real tipping point when it comes to making the voting booth decision. And that's what I'm going to be talking about uh, on this program next Saturday, 
We air on American Family Radio exclusively at 5 o'clock Central Time, 6 o'clock Easterns, and so on and so forth on uh, AFR stations all over America. So be sure that you join us for that show. It's going to be a very important show for you to be listening to, and uh, especially if you haven't quite yet made up your mind. Or if you have made up your mind, but you feel yourself kind of teetering back and forth on a decision, this is the show to listen to. So uh, I invite you to join us next Saturday, American Family Radio, as always, 5 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Eastern Time, all over America. But back to, for the moment, the issue of discipline. We uh, in America, in American parenting, the average American parent believes that discipline is all about consequences. And I, uh, one of my messages on this program and one of my messages all across the country in front of audiences, primarily in churches and Christian schools, is that the proper discipline of a child is all about a proper presentation. It is about an attitude that reflects a complete 100% confidence in the legitimacy of your authority over the child. I'll say that again. The effective, proper discipline of a child is all about an attitude, a presentation that reflects a 100% confidence in the legitimacy of your authority over the child. And this is why American parents today are having so many problems in the area of discipline, because the presentation is lacking. Today's parents, when they talk to their children, they tend to get down in a crouch because they have heard that when you talk to a child, you should get down to his level, which is absurd and ridiculous. You are the big person, and you need to act like the big person, and you need to convey decisions and instructions to children from a completely upright position, not a submissive, pleading position. Because the position is pleading, the tone of voice, with or without the position, is often not authoritative, It is pleading. I tell parents all the time, you aren't telling your children what to do. If you were able to listen to a recording of yourself giving instructions to your children, conveying decisions to your children, you do so hesitantly as if you are afraid that your children will react negatively to your decisions or instructions and or instructions. Uh, Instead of telling, you plead, bargain, bribe, cajole, reason, explain, suggest, encourage, and promise. And then when none of that works, then you threaten. And then when that doesn't work, then you scream and then you feel guilty. And then you do something special with to your child, for your child to uh, purge your guilt And then you go right back to pleading, bargaining, bribing, cajoling, reasoning, explaining, encouraging, suggesting, promising, threatening, screaming, and around and around and around you go. You do everything but tell your children what to do. You explain yourselves to your children. 
this is one of the memes, the parenting memes that emerged from the psychological parenting revolution that swept America in the late 60s and early 70s, the idea that children deserve reasons. And so today's parents, they explain themselves to their children. They explain to their children why they want them to pick up their toys. They explain to their children why they need to get buckled into the car seat. They explain to their children why they need to eat green things on their plates, such things as broccoli and Brussels sprouts and so on and so forth. And explanations, folks, this is a fact. You can take it to the bank. Explanations are the fodder for arguments. The child seizes upon the explanation, grabs a hold of it, and begins to shake it. And without the explanation, the child is forced to ask the question, why or why not? And that gives you the opportunity to make one of the most authoritative statements you can ever make to a child, a statement that is nothing more than an affirmation of the legitimacy of your authority concerning the child. And that is because I said so, or because I told you so, or because that is my decision and I am not changing my mind and so on and so forth. Any variation on that theme will do as long as it is what my parents used to call short and sweet. What I have just described is a presentation style that is completely lacking with regards to probably 98% of America's parents. And this is why we are having so many problems in America today concerning the behavior of children. And the mental health community seizes upon these problems, which have nothing to do with genes or chemicals or brain anomalies. At least no one has proven that. These are the psychological equivalents of urban myths and turns these things into diagnoses and uh, makes a lot of money off of them. They make a lot of money off of them, and because they are in a codependent relationship with the pharmaceutical industry in America, the pharmaceutical industry in America makes a lot of money off of these problems as well. Today's parents believe that the solutions to the discipline problems they're having with their children lie in the correct manipulation of consequences vis-a-vis methods, techniques, and strategies. And I keep saying to America's parents all across the country, hey, listen, without the presentation, uh, without a proper presentation, no method, technique, strategy, no consequence is going to work for long. And number two, with the proper presentation, with the proper attitude, which is very easy to master, folks, a very, very simple to master, And I'll break it down for you after the upcoming break so that you're very, very clear on this. With a proper presentation, you won't need consequences very much at all because, and here's a fact you can take to the bank, a child's natural response to the proper presentation of authority on the part of an adult is obedience. I'll say it again, a child's natural response to the proper presentation of authority on the part of an adult is obedience. 
You parents out there who are having problems with your children, it is almost inevitable that there are adults in your child's life who are having no problems at all with your child, which is proof of what I just said. We're up against a hard break. I hope you stay with us through the break and come back for more of this uh, hopefully provocative, thought-provoking stuff. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, John Roseman. Thanks for staying with us if you've stayed with us, and thanks for joining us if you just are now joining us. The show is called Because I Said So. We're all about parenting, and I'm talking about consequences. The consequences are a somewhat paradoxical thing, and I'll get into the paradox of them in a moment, but I was talking about a presentation style and how parental authority is conveyed through a proper presentation style. It is not conveyed through the use of consequences. Consequences are sometimes necessary. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you have to use them a lot because, here's a fact, uh, the more consequences are used, the less effective they are. You want to use consequences as what I refer to as plan B. Your primary disciplinary approach needs to be embodied in an attitude, a presentation. And as I said prior to the break, a child's natural response to the proper presentation of authority is obedience. So I promised that I would break the presentation down And so here I go. It's either in five or six parts. I forget. I'm not reading off of a script here, so you'll have to pardon me. And maybe on some days it's five and some days it's six. I don't know. But here's the way it goes. Number one, contrary to what the parent babblers have been saying for the last 40 to 50 years, speak to children from a fully upright position. Do not do the silly thing of crouching down to their level. You are the big person. Act like the big person. That's number one. Speak from a fully upright position. Have you got your pencils or pens and papers out? I hope you do because this is important stuff. Number one, speak from a fully upright position. Number two, preface your decisions or your instructions with authoritative phrases like, I want you to, it is time for you to, you are now going to, you need to, and so on and so forth. Preface your instructions to your children with authoritative phrases. I'll go through them again. I want you to, you are now going to, you need to, it is time for you to. That's number two. Number three, When conveying instructions to a child, use the fewest words possible. If you want a child to pick up his toys and move them to another room, that is exactly what you should say. I want you to pick up these toys and move them to another room now. That is number three. Use the fewest words possible. Number four is do not explain yourself. Do not explain yourself. 
do not give reasons because, as I said earlier in the program, reasons, explanations, cause, arguments. Your child is not argumentative. You are a parent who gives your child the fodder that your child needs in order to begin manufacturing an argument. Your child seizes upon, grabs hold of the explanation, and begins to shake it for all that it's worth, trying to shake out the weakness in your explanation. Do not explain yourself. If you do not explain yourself, your child will ask why. When your child asks why, and this is number five, I hope you're writing this down, folks. This is number five. Your response should be, because I said so. Because I just told you to. Because that is what I have decided. Or any variation on that theme, a brief authoritative variation. And number six, ah, there are six. At that point, if you can, and you may not always be able to do this, but if you can, at that point, simply walk away. Pull the plug on the power struggle. So let's go through all six of those. Number one, speak to your children from a fully upright position. Now we're talking about conveying instructions or decisions to your child. Speak to your child from a fully upright position. Number two, preface your instructions with authoritative statements like, I want you to, you are now going to, you need to, it is time for you to. Number three, Use the fewest words possible if you want your child to pick up his toys and move them to another room. That is exactly what you say. I want you to pick up your toys right now, all of them, and move them to another room. Number four is you do not explain yourself. Do not explain yourself. Explanations cause arguments. Simply convey the instruction in as few words as possible. Number six, number five, excuse me, if you do not explain yourself, that forces your child to ask why. And let's be very straight, folks. Uh, This is not a request for information. The question why or why not in that context, is a challenge to your authority. It is a demand for an explanation, and you should not be answering questions like that with anything more than, because I said so. I know the psychobabblers, the parent babblers have told you that because I said so is Somehow, uh, they've never been able to explain this adequately because they can't. Psychologically damaging to a child. Well, I challenge them, therefore, to explain how it is that a generation who heard virtually nothing but those words in response to why or why not, and I am talking about my generation, baby boomers, that our mental health as children was 10 times better than the mental health of today's kids. Do you know that ever since the American parent has been taking his or her marching orders from mental health professionals, and this began in the mid-1960s, the decade during which we became a postmodern, secularist, progressive culture that the 
American child by age 16 today is 10 times more likely than was a child in the 1950s, 10 times more likely to experience a serious emotional setback by age 16. Do you know that I have yet to meet someone in my generation? I'm sure they're out there, but they are so few and far between that I have yet to meet someone in my generation who went to high school in the early 1960s, late 1950s, who remembers a classmate committing suicide. We do not remember girls starving themselves. We do not remember kids being removed from school for what would have then been called nervous breakdowns or being put into rehab centers for anxiety disorders or uh, phobias or things of this nature. We don't remember kids defacing their bodies with tattoos or cutting themselves or things like that. This stuff, folks, is bizarre historically. When compared to the behavior of children historically, the stuff that American kids are doing today is just absolutely bizarre and tragic. Okay, so because I said so is nothing more, as I said before, than simply an affirmation of the legitimacy of your authority. It should not be snarled at a child, screamed at a child. It should not be said in some threatening way. It should just be said very calmly. Well, the answer to your question, and to be very honest with you, Billy or Susie, I don't understand why you keep asking the question, because all you are getting is this answer every time you ask it, and uh, you seem to not like the question, so I would suggest that you don't, uh, you seem to not like the answer, so I would suggest that you stop asking the question, because the answer is, because I said so. And lastly, number six, at that point, you simply turn around and walk away. Now, I call that pulling the plug on the power struggle. There will be times when you cannot simply turn around and walk away, but if you can, you simply turn around and walk away. Or if that's not possible, you disengage yourself in one way, shape, or form. You go to another task. You uh, start talking to someone else. You pick up a book and start reading it, uh, and so on and so forth. And again, if you employ that presentation style when you are giving instructions to children, when you are conveying decisions to children, you will reduce oppositional responses, in my estimation, by 80%. And that's a um, worst possible estimate within a month. Again, a child's natural response to the proper presentation of authority is obedience. I was talking about all this at a family conference that was taking place on Kiowa Island, South Carolina, a few years ago, and I talked about the presentation style day one, and day two, the audience reconvened. I was speaking for an hour, hour and a half a day, and uh, people met me at the door, Lots of people, I mean, a couple of dozen people met me at the door, a throng of people. There were four or 500 people in, in the audience uh, in total. And so, uh, you know, about 20, 25 people met me at the door to the auditorium in which I was speaking on day two and said words to this effect, John, this is amazing. We started using the six points last night with our children, and we have obtained instantaneous results. One mother said, 
My children have always resisted bedtime. Last night, I used the six points to tell them that it was time for them to go to bed, and they instantly got into bed, and and, uh, without any resistance whatsoever. A proof that a child's natural response to the proper presentation of authority is obedience. Okay, folks, I'm going to pump next week's show one more time. Next week, prior to Election Day, I'm going to talk about a blockbuster issue that no one is talking about that is important to the outcome of this upcoming election. Join me next Saturday. As always, American Family Radio Stations all over America, 5 o'clock Central Time out of Tupelo, Mississippi. I'm in New Bern, North Carolina, but that's uh, the home place of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Once again, I certainly did. 